What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's funny, I I do get quite often, I, I have conversations with people who are saying that they're listening to the show and they're getting some value out of it and maybe that's how they came across me or that's how they've uh, learned about a a specific topic. So it's really cool. I really enjoy hearing that. So even if you don't want to share it or you don't want to subscribe or you don't want to leave a review, uh, if you do enjoy the show and you ever want to reach out to me and just tell me that you listened, uh, it is really cool to hear the feedback. I would love to hear, hear, you know, more topics that you'd like to learn about. Like for example, a couple of weeks ago, one of our listeners, Amy, I had mentioned how, you know, talking about nutrition labels would be very helpful. And then I did a whole episode on that uh, because she asked for it. So if you have a topic that you would like to learn about, let me know and we'll do a podcast on it. Um, second thing I wanted to go over was that I'm hosting a free masterclass on August 24th. I'm going to put the link uh, in the show notes so you can go ahead and register right there. You have to register if you want to be uh, in attendance um, or if you want to get the recording after because if you're not registered, then you won't have the Zoom link and I won't be able to get stuff to you. So uh, it's going to be a Zoom call. I'm going to go through myths that hold people back from weight loss, but really dig into exactly why they hold you back and how to solve those uh, you know, kind of mindset hurdles that we place on ourselves by believing these myths. I'm going to go over specific habits that would guarantee weight loss if you started them today. Uh, I'm going to go over how to balance this stuff with you know work and family, and we're going to have uh, an in-depth Q&A, a very open Q&A where people can ask questions and get their problems solved. So it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I have a, a decent amount of people signed up for it already. So uh, if you sign up now, you will not be the only one there. Um, but again, if you want to register, just link in the show notes. Go ahead and sign up for it if you have questions. Uh, let me know and you'll have my email as well so you can get in contact with me that way. So today I wanted to go over something that I talk about a lot with uh, clients uh, or on consult calls. It's a really important topic and it could honestly completely change the way you approach your weight loss because this is something that most people think they don't have control over when they actually do and it is your metabolism so if you are listening to this and you are over the age of i'll say 25 (laughs) there's a chance that if you've had trouble losing weight or you feel like you've gained weight but you don't know why that you have said oh man it's probably my metabolism slowing down because you've been told that your metabolism slows down as you get older. And you've probably been told this by people who uh, have also maybe gained weight or have had trouble losing weight and are saying, well, you're just, your metabolism gets slower as you age. It's harder to lose weight in your 30s, 40s, 50s uh, than it was in your early 20s. And I've talked to women and men who are 40, 50, who have believed this for years. I've talked to clients who are 29 and say, you know, I know my metabolism is slowing down. Now, if you're hearing that and you're like, you know, well, yeah, that makes sense. But as someone who knows how this stuff works and knows the truth about this stuff, when I hear that, 
I get, you know, I, I feel bad that someone feels that way at such a young age because 29 is so young. Um, I'm 33, right? And so 29 for me feels young, uh, even though it was only a, f- a few years ago. Uh, but when I was 29, for example, like I had, I, when I turned 29, I wasn't even married yet. Uh, so we also weren't even pregnant yet. We didn't have uh, a baby. So a lot has changed in the last four years. All, all good stuff. Um, but the one thing that has not changed is my metabolism. My metabolism, my metabolism has not slowed down. And that's not because I'm lucky. It's just because I behave in a certain way that make to make sure that that doesn't happen now science if you want to talk about like science uh it's been proven that your metabolic rate or your metabolism does not actually slow down until your 60s and when it does eventually slow down a bit in your 60s it's really only because you just have less energy um so you don't move as much that's really why it slows down. It's not like it just magically starts slowing down. It's just you're just older and you might not have as much energy. You don't move around as much. Um, and even with that decrease in your metabolic rate, it's it's actually a small decrease. It doesn't slow down that much. It'd be like the difference between going uh, 45 miles an hour uh, or 35 miles an hour. It's not that much of a difference. Now, if you're hearing this and you're like, well, oh, well, that, uh, that's blowing my mind, or maybe you don't believe me, it's, it's just fact. <laughs> I don't really know how to put it any more clearly. Like, it's factual. You're not the unicorn. You're not the, you know, one in a billion whose metabolism just started magically slowing down. So what does happen? Why does it feel like it's harder to gain weight or harder to lose weight uh, in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s as compared to your 20s. The truth is it's your behavior and your habits. Now, as we get older, once we get out of high school and college, the fact is that we just tend to move less. Now, most people, again, across the board, the majority of people who go to college, end up getting jobs where they're just now sitting more. Now, even in, uh, keep in mind, like in college, like even when you're sitting in classes and things like that, your class schedule is kind of broken up. It's not as, you know, it's, you're not sitting as much normally as you would in the workplace. So whereas some people are going to an office and they may be sitting for eight, to nine hours with little, you know, up and down breaks uh, every now and then, but most of the time they're sitting for the majority of that time and they're sitting in their car to drive there, they're sitting in their car to drive home, they're sitting down to eat dinner, they're sitting down to watch TV. Like it's a lot of sitting. So most people are getting 3,000, 4,000, maybe 5,000 steps a day, uh, which is sedentary. That's the definition of a sedentary life. So as you get older, you just tend to sit more. You also tend to probably eat and drink more calories than you did when you were younger. What's the main reason for that? Well, you now have access to more things. You know, when you're a kid, even if your parents didn't have great eating habits, you weren't able to just go out and buy your own food, right? 
So you just were eating what was in front of you. And then as you get older, we just have access to more things. You know, you're able to get alcohol whenever you want. You can order out whenever you want. No one's telling you what you can and can't eat unless it's maybe some random Instagram post that has scared you into thinking you can't eat certain foods. But you're just eating more calories and drinking more calories than you probably think you are because you're eating more highly palatable foods that have little sneaky calories in there, uh, oils and butters and things like that that add up. And again, you're also drinking more calories. Maybe you're drinking coffee every day and you're putting a whole cup of creamer in there. Uh, maybe you're drinking soda or maybe you're drinking juice, whatever it is. Like you're just eating and drinking more calories. And you also don't support lean muscle. So if you want a fat burning, you know, awesome metabolism that works really, really well, keep in mind also, let's just cover this as well is that your metabolism is much more than burning fat. Uh, your metabolism is literally literally the control center of your entire body. Um, it it controls all the functions of your body. So when you're thinking about fat burning, yes, it controls that. But it also helps with muscle building. It also helps with brain health. It also helps with heart health. It helps your heart pump. It helps you breathe. Everything is controlled by how well you metabolize food and then use that food for energy. So even though food has a you know social component and emotional component, even though there's foods that you love, foods that you hate, at the end of the day, from a functional perspective, like f from how your body processes it, it's just a way to give your body energy to perform the tasks it needs throughout the day. Like your bodies aren't designed to sit all day. Like our bodies are designed to walk, to move around. So our bodies are trained to digest food and then use that energy to get us to move and get us to breathe and get us our heart to pump and all that stuff. Now, when you're not building muscle, you're not lifting weights, you're not, you know, moving around enough, uh, your body's not going to use those calories to build muscle because you're not sending the signal that you want to build muscle. So then you just end up storing those extra calories as body fat. A big part of this also is that you're just paying the price for the poor eating habits that you've had up until this point. So a lot of people think like, oh, well, when I was in my 20s, I could get away with certain things that I can't get away with in my 40s. I've heard this all the time, like, you know, for men and women. Like, oh, when I was in my 20s, when I was in college, I could eat whatever I wanted and I, I could drink, you know, till three in the morning, a few nights a week, and I never gained weight. And now, and now I feel like if I just look at a piece of cake, I gain 10 pounds. Now, it's not because your metabolism, slow, metabolism slowed down. It's because you've now had 15 years of poor behavior as opposed to five years of poor behavior. So let's say you get out of the house when you're eight, 17, 18, you go to college, and you're living off of, you know, whatever they serve at the cafeteria and fast food and you're drinking a lot of alcohol, let's say, and then you go into, you know, you do that for a few years and you go into the work, the workforce, the, you know, adult life and you've got responsibilities now, uh, but you don't really change your habits, right? You don't just start eating more protein. You don't start eating more balanced meals or more fiber. You start, you know, maybe cooking dinner at home sometimes but reality, like your habits don't change that much. So now you've just accumulated more years with bad habits. And this is how, if you reversed this, 
this is how people get results. This is why when you see people when they're like, you know, in their 40s and 50s and they're in really good shape and you're like, I don't know what they do to get be in such good shape in their 40s and 50s. The chances are they've just had good habits for the last 10, 20, 30 years sometimes. So again, to put that into perspective for you, like I'm 33, I would, I've been working out since I was, you know, 14. I, uh, you know, I didn't have great eating habits in my teenage years, but I've been aware of protein intake. I've been aware of my eating habits for almost as long as I've been, uh, lifting weights. So, you know, when I'm in my thirties, it's not weird for me to focus on protein. It's not weird for me to make sure I'm eating meals, things like that. And it's just an accumulation of habits over time. Whereas if someone just started working out today in six months, they're not gonna have the same results as someone who's been working out for 15 years. It's just, you know, pretty common sense, even though for some reason people expect that, right? People expect they're gonna get 15 years of results in six months. It just doesn't work that way. You just have to commit to a, a steady process and constantly evolving process. But back to the point is that your metabolism didn't slow down at all. Your metabolism is just not being supported by your behavior. So the truth is you can be in better shape at 45 than you were at 25. <coughs> and this goes across the board. Let's say you're someone who's never worked out before or you've been yo-yo dieting for years and you get your shit together and you start, you know, you hire a coach and you, you build better habits, you build muscle uh, and you do all this at age 42. By 45, you'll be in better shape than you were at 25, 100%, right? On the flip side, let's say you've been working out since you were 17, 18, but you've been consistent with it. If you're actually consistent with it, there's a chance you'll be in better shape at 45 than you were at 25, just because you've accumulated now, you know, almost 30 years of, of working out. So as you age, yes, there are certain things that are going to slow down for you. Your metabolism just isn't one of them. You may have more responsibility. You may have more stress. You may have other things in life that you need to pay more attention to than your nutrition and your workouts. But the point of building habits is so that even when you're not paying super close attention to this stuff, you're still doing it enough to see results. And that is the major difference between someone who is in really good shape and someone who is having trouble getting in shape. People who are in good shape do not make fitness their first priority all of the time. It's just they're so consistent with their behavior that even when things are hectic or stressful, they're still getting in their workouts, they're still prioritizing their protein, they're still eating their meals. And even if it's not perfect, which it never is, it's enough to see results or at least maintain results. But if you're constantly, constantly toggling between all or nothing and you're either all in on a diet or all off a diet like that is where you see forever stalls in your progress so when i you know have a when i have a client who's you know in their late 20s early 30s and they've been yo-yo dieting already for 10 years and they are coming into a program and they're not ready to like they're not ready to just commit long term you know within eight weeks they're already like you know ah, i think i'm gonna try it on my own right and then they they fall off there's a high likelihood they're 
not going to see results unless they change their mindset. You have to be ready to commit to a long-term approach and, and actually change your habits. So, you know, you can be in better shape at 45 than 25, but you can't do that if you are, you know, yo-yo dining your whole life. Things are going to change. Your priority priorities are going to change. Your career is going to advance. You're going to have a house. You're going to have a family. Um, you're going to have a spouse probably. Like if you're in your 40s, you just have more shit going on than you did in your 20s. So you can't be a fitness fanatic. But the, the good news is that you don't have to be a fitness fanatic to do any of the stuff that I'm talking about. You can support a, a fat-burning metabolism with just simple nutrition habits and simple workouts and you have the ability to reverse any damage you've done up until now starting today so if you're listening to this and you're like well man is it too late for me you know i'm 48 and i'm just learning about this right now it's not too late you could reverse all any you know quote-unquote damage that you may have done starting today by just implementing some simple habits into your life that will support a fat-burning metabolism, that will support a, uh, let's say, a healthy metabolism. Let's stop using the buzzwords. That will support a healthy metabolism so that not only will you look better, but you'll feel better too. You'll have more energy, all of that stuff. So a big part of this, you know, problem with, you know, believing that your metabolism is broken is the mindset hurdles that it causes. Because, Believing your metabolism is slowed down is a mental thing, obviously, because it's a belief. Uh, but it causes like these mindset hurdles that just feed into the issue. They, it feeds into more behavior that adds to your problem because you've created an identity of someone who has a slow metabolism. And what happens when you create an identity? You then behave according to that identity. Now, I know that may sound kind of crazy when you're like, well, I don't want a slow metabolism. It's not about what you want. It's about what you believe, okay? So if you believe that you have a slow metabolism, that is how you are going to react. That is how you are going to respond. Those are the habits you're going to build. Even if you don't want it, if you believe it, that is how you're going to behave. Let's the analogy that I used uh, once that that seemed to resonate with people was uh, it was one time me and my wife were uh, laying in bed and going to bed, whatever, and then we just heard a noise in the in the house, right? And basically, I went I got up to check what it was and something had like fallen in the closet very riveting story I know but uh the analogy was that like if I hadn't got gotten up to look I could have made a bunch of assumptions right and what if one of those assumptions was I just said my house is oh my god my house is haunted right I heard a noise I don't know what it was my house is haunted and then I just went with that belief right um, and I just started behaving like my house was haunted and I started, you know, saying that I had ghosts in the house and all that, all that crazy shit, right? Uh, without ever actually checking to see what the problem was. I know that sounds silly, but like if, 
it's not that I would want ghosts in the house, right? It's just that I would have a silly belief that my house was haunted based off of one piece of evidence that I heard a noise and I didn't know what the noise was. And I never actually went to investigate the problem. I just heard a noise. I heard a side effect. I experienced a side effect of a problem, made an assumption, and then went with that belief. This is pretty much what happens with the metabolism, right? We start to gain weight or body fat as we age. Uh, we've been told by our aunts, uncles, parents, you know, coworkers that our metabolism just gets slower as we age. So that's what we believe. And then we just start behaving like that. So, for example, this removes any self-accountability. So people don't dig into their habits because they're just like, well, my metabolism's slow. They don't even bother going to explore or, um, you know, investigate the actual issue. Like when I heard the noise in my house, right? I didn't, if I didn't get up to go see what it was, I could have made a bunch of assumptions about what was going on. I could have thought someone was breaking in. I could have thought there was a ghost in the house, whatever it was. Or I could have just gotten up, looked, and saw, oh, the broom had fallen in the closet, right? So it sounds very silly, but that's what this is about. You have to go explore or investigate your behavior to really figure out is, is this my metabolism or is this just I have been eating more than I think and I have not been as consistent with my workouts and how easy is it to let that behavior slip into months and years. And it is very easy, to be honest with you. I mean, I've had conversations with people um, like, you know, just on social media who are reaching out for help and they tell me how they want to lose 50 pounds and they know it's going to take time, uh, but they, and they know that they need to change their eating habits. They know that they probably need to work out more. They're honest about, you know, what they think they need to change. And then, you know, that conversation is dragged on for a couple of days because you're asking them questions and they're responding and they don't really want to, they're not ready to like set up a call yet. And then a week goes by and then a month goes by uh, and they'll like a post or they'll comment on something and you'll continue the conversation. And then it's like six months and then they haven't made any changes yet. Right. So like, it's just very easy to let this stuff slip. Sometimes you just need to make a decision. You need to make a, a, a real fucking decision and go, is this something I'm going to change? Because these small behaviors can easily slide into weeks and months and years. And I've seen it before. I've seen people say, I'm going to start in January right and then it's but it's only august they're gonna wait five more months to start and then they never do and then that turns into another year right so that's how easy it is to uh let these behaviors slip into years and years of behavior but basically like this this whole myth around your metabolism it, it removes any accountability any self-accountability because you're not taking responsibility for your actions because let's pretend for a minute that your metabolism actually did slow down. Let's pretend you were the unicorn. You were the one in a billion whose metabolism actually slowed down in your 30s. You still would have to do this shit anyway. Like seriously, like even if your metabolism is slow, you still have to lift the weights. You still have to eat enough protein. You still have to control your calories if you want fat loss. If your metabolism actually slowed down, all that would actually mean was that 
you would see results slightly slower than someone else. That's all it means. It doesn't mean you're doomed. It doesn't mean you are going to magically gain body fat. It would just mean you would see results slightly slower than someone else. This is why someone who has like PCOS or menopause or something like is going through menopause, like that's why they have a harder time losing weight. It's not because they're broken. It's just because it's causing the process of weight loss to slow down a bit. And then they're not patient. So then they, you know, are kind of giving up, right? So it removes the self-accountability. It also creates a victim mentality. It creates this mentality that something is wrong with you. Something is happening to you. You're broken, right? When you believe that your metabolism is slowed down, it's like, well, I'm. this is happening to me. It removes the self-accountability. It creates this victim mentality. And then you're going to start behaving like someone who has a slow metabolism, right? You're going to be like, well, I can't do anything about it. So why bother? Does that sound familiar? Why bother? That's what people do. They're like, I can't change it. So, you know, my metabolism is slow. It's so hard to lose weight. So why bother trying? And that's what leads to years and years of frustration and never actually making a change. So if you are hearing this and you're like, well, okay, I don't want to be a victim anymore. I don't want to continue down the path that I'm currently on. Like, what do I have to do? You have to create new habits that actually support a fat burning metabolism and they support a muscle building metabolism. And you may think, be thinking, well, I do that. Like I try to eat healthy. This isn't about eating healthy. This is about, are you eating enough protein? Are you eating enough calories? Are you strength training? Are you getting enough steps during the day? That's really all it comes down to. It's not like this magic equation or this this secret supplement or this this uh you know new workout plan or this new special diet it's are you creating a calorie deficit are you eating enough protein are you eating balanced meals instead of snacking all day are you being consistent with this and are you willing to break through some self-limiting beliefs one of those being that your metabolism is slowed down. That is a self-limiting belief. Another self-limiting belief is that, oh, I I have a sweet tooth or I'm not motivated or I don't have discipline or I'm lazy. Like I hear these things all the time when I'm talking to people. You know, I'll, I'll ask them, what's your, you know, what do you feel like you need to be doing differently in order to see weight loss? Oh, uh, you know, I, I'm just being lazy. I just gotta be less lazy. Well, no. You're calling yourself lazy. That's the problem. Once you call yourself lazy and you've done that probably a thousand times in your life, now you just believe that you're lazy. So guess what that means? You're going to start behaving like a lazy person. (laughs) That's all it is. I know it sounds overly simple, but most people are not inherently lazy. If you're someone who works a full-time job and has kids and, you know, manages all of that stuff and and is able to go to work full-time and and still be present with your family and take your kids to sports and pack their lunches, you're not fucking lazy. You're just telling yourself you're lazy in this one area of your life, which is causing you to not actually do it. So stop calling yourself fucking lazy. We got to break through self-loving beliefs. But when we're talking about the actual tasks that you have to do on a regular basis, you have to make sure that you're eating enough calories to support your activity. You should be strength training so that you're building lean muscle. You do not need to be going to the gym seven days a week. You can get 
plenty of results by just going three days a week. Um, you got to be eating enough protein. You got to be eating more meals instead of snacks. Uh, there's other little things that we could work on, uh, but those are the main ones. There's there's little things that you know you can do to improve your metabolism once you get the big habits down. Uh, you know, like not going too many hours without eating, uh, making sure that we are getting enough sleep, making sure that we're managing stress. Like those are obviously important as well. But first we got to take care of the big ones. We got to make sure our calories are controlled. Um, and that this does not mean eating 1100 calories a day. It means eating enough calories to support your workouts, but being consistent with that six, seven days a week. So no more eating 1100 calories until Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we are just mindlessly eating and, and totally abandoning our habits. Um, eating enough protein and eating enough protein does not mean eating one egg for breakfast and putting some granola in your yogurt at lunch. It's, you know, eating enough protein, eating about, you know, I'd say for the average female, uh, again, this is a very broad stroke, but I say the average female needs to at least be eating over 100 grams of protein a day, minimum. Uh, and that goes for whether you're 120 pounds or you are 195. Like, it doesn't matter what your goal is. Like, you should be eating over 100 grams of protein a day. Uh, and that's not very difficult to hit either. It just means you got to make some better choices. But, you know, eating 100, over 100 grams of protein a day is a good start. Uh, and then from there we can we can make improvements. So to kind of close this out, uh, the metabolism myth that your metabolism slows down as you age has been scientifically disproven. So this is not my opinion. This is not a you know mindset trick. It's scientifically factual that your metabolism does not slow down as you age. What does happen is that as you age, your behaviors change. You have more stress, you have poor sleep, you have, you know, access to more food, you sit more, which means if you can just control your calories, you can eat enough protein, um, you can start eating more meals instead of snacks, you can be consistent with this behavior, you start, you know, building some lean muscle, you can reverse any damage that you think you've done. Now, this is obviously something that is not easy to do on your own. Um, if you need help with any of this stuff, I'm always happy to talk more about what coaching looks like. I don't, I know if you listen to this, you probably know that I'm a coach. Um, I don't try to use this as a way to like, I'm not trying to sell anyone coaching by any means, but at the end of the day, like it's a valuable fucking thing to, to go through at least once. If you've never been actually coached before, and I mean actually coached, like talking about mindset, talking about self-limiting beliefs, you know, doing weekly check-ins, like actually digging into this stuff, not just, you know, being given macros. It can be a really life-changing thing if you commit to it. So coaching is a very, very, very valuable thing. I truly believe in it. I've used coaches for, you know, mindset, for finances, for business. Uh, and anytime I use a coach, I always, always, always get a result because you're being held accountable and you have skin in the game. So if you ever have any questions about coaching you can again in the uh, show notes there's a free 
coaching application. You can fill that out. We can talk on a free call and just see if we'd be a good fit to work together. Again, not a sales call by any means, just a call to see if we'd be a good fit. So anyway, guys, I hope this was helpful and I will talk to you soon.